When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Just For Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is August 2nd, 2023. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Adam Brody. The actor first shot to fame 20 years ago for his breakout role as Seth Cohen on Fox's The O.C. He most recently was seen in the first Shazam movie, followed by its sequel earlier this year. Brody was also back on television in the Hulu miniseries, Fleischman is in Trouble. Now he can be seen opposite his wife, Leighton Meester, in River Wild, a reimagining of the 1994 thriller of the same name. I caught up with Brody shortly after he and Meester got home from a morning surfing near their Los Angeles area home. This interview was conducted before the SAG after strike went into effect. The podcast also contains some spoilers around River Wild. And make sure to stick around to hear Brody recall auditioning for Guardians of the Galaxy and Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's infamous bomb, Gili. But first, I have some exclusive news for you. Sierra is about to drop a new song. The Level Up singer teased the news when I spoke to her at the recent launch party for The Gap's latest collaboration with Love Shack Fancy. Sierra told me, I want everyone to have a good time listening to my music. It has the energy of house party basement vibes that can travel everywhere. A new album from Sierra is reportedly going to be released by the end of the year. Check out more Just for Variety stories and exclusives at Variety.com. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Adam Brody may be best known for playing Seth Cohen on The O.C., but that was 20 years ago. His credits since then are a long list of indie projects and more mainstream fare. Hello, Shazam. In his latest film, A Reimagining of River Wild, he plays a recent convict released from prison who joins a friend and his sister, played by Brody's real-life wife, Gossip Girl star Leighton Meester, on a rafting trip that takes a very deadly turn. While most actors will insist that even when they play the bad guy, they have to find something to like about the character in order to deliver convincing work, Brody is confident that there is no good side to his very evil and very tattooed thug. Before we get started, I must let you know that this conversation contains River Wild spoilers. Here's Adam Brody. Hi. How are you? I'm good, Leighton Brody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> uh can i i'm gonna go virtual background i've never done it crazy what about just blur or you could just blur. oh wow oh look at that i get self-conscious i mean i'm you know i like what i read but i get self the only really way to angle this computer is towards my books and <laughs> yeah, i want it you know i don't know Come on, you want to show I'm off that you that you read. I'm not trying to say anything with them, you know? <laughs> so what's the latest book you've read? 
Um, I am reading a book called the uh, A History of the Jews right now. Um, mm. Going to play a rabbi when the strike is over, and so I better bone up on my Judaism. So, like, is this what the beard is for? Getting ready for no, the rabbi? no. I just, I just let it all go, and then when it gets long enough, I shave it all, and then I start over. Wow. How are you? Hi, Adam Brody. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Are you in an um, office somewhere? Looks like it. I'm in. I'm at the Variety offices overlooking the 405. Nice. Very exciting. What we're doing sitting here right now is just wondering about the stripe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And everyone, everyone thinks, oh, you work at Variety. You must know what's going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, yeah, no, really yeah. don't. Mm. Um, you know, I thought DGA was definitely going to strike and they did it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's just the face of Hollywood is changing. It's going to change no matter if there's a strike or not, because it has to. I know. I know. It's wild. It's very nerve wracking and exciting and interesting and bittersweet, you know, yeah. all those things. But it's not unexciting, I will say, you know. Well, let's talk about exciting because this new movie, you are fucking evil. So funny because my friend who wrote and directed it, you know, every time, you know, he's always like, he's not a bad guy. He's just like a wounded dog in a corner. I'm like, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of evil shit sociopath, but okay. But <laughs> and I know you know that to not think that. And in the moment, I'm not worrying about it, but no, he's garbage. He's garbage. <laughs> well, so to that point, you know, listen, I do these interviews all the time and I talk to people who play the most evil, horrendous people. And there's always sort of the actorly answer of, I have to find their humanity. I can't think he's bad because I wouldn't be able to do what he done. But no, this guy, there's, I get it. He wants to survive. Uh, you can yeah. call him a survivor. It's easy enough to play self, you know, and particularly in this situation, in this movie, to go with just surviving your own selfish interest of survival and let that, you know, sort of override or let that, you know, color any sociopathic tendencies or let, you know, um, um, let that sort of drive you even if you're being a monster i mean yeah I, that's true it's a very accurately thing to say and it is you have to defend you know unless unless you're someone who you know an outlandish character who's evil and knows they're evil and relishes whatever right. but is very sadistic and and loves it but um you know and he has a little bit of that too just a flash you see of that as well but mostly that's buried mostly he's pretending to be uh, a good guy just trying to like survive and 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 you know he's owed he's owed the world owes him that much was there a hesitancy to remake a classic thriller like this no way not for me um, yeah in fact, you know uh uh yeah i mean i'll take it and, and i don't care good comparisons are bad you know i'll take mm -hmm. the attention i'll take any attention it generates um there's something it's a cheap thrill as an actor, but I've always enjoyed like 
you know, I wasn't in Straw Dogs remake, but I would have liked to be because I would. I'm in Straw Dogs, the classic '70s movie, playing Dustin Hoffman's part. Like, there's just just getting to like have your toe in, um, or pinky in these like some of these iconic movies or whatever. Um, um, is is a thrill, whether or not it ultimately is for the audience or not. But even myself, um, I don't hate remakes they're they're they come in very many shades you know but i'm not someone who instantly you know um i don't know i just watched the wonka trailer which isn't a remake but it's a pre but i'm like great you know i don't that's not sacrilegious to me i think go for it i mean uh, look, at, look at broadway they have a whole category for best revival aha uh-huh. yeah um yeah absolutely absolutely that's uh, what the oscars should do yeah best remake, best remake. um yeah, so I don't know. Um, 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 yeah, no, it wasn't intimidating. It was just fun. And I don't think we're also operating in a very different, I mean, budget level. You know, I mean, they even adjusted for inflation or I mean, even without adjusting for inflation, I'm sure we had a quarter of their budget or less. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm not too worried about uh, um, that. And I think, you know, this is, different enough while having enough in common to tether it to the original and yet mm-hmm. um you know we're not just painting by numbers right. this one has its own uh story and and its own dna i mean it's not you know sometimes you know there are some remakes that are so lifeless that you think like oh it has no soul and that's it, it doesn't have a bit of soul and so right. I'm th- randomly I'm thinking of like the total recall remake. There's, I don't know why it's in my mind, but just going like, oh, this has no personality. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't know. I just feel like, you know, regardless of comparisons to the to the original or not, this has its own identity. So how many of those tattoos were yours? None, none. And <laughs> I would have done I see you have some. Yeah. Um, 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 I would have done more, but they're so time consuming. Yeah, we're on such a budget, and we're in the water, and so I went with as many as they I could get, while not having to get up at three in the morning, you know, and make the makeup artist do it too, and whatnot. So, how long yeah. did it take to do all of them? Because you had a lot. You did have a lot. I had a lot. I had a lot. And like I said, I would have gone for more, but it was like, how much, you know, can we, um, how much can we get away with, and um, in in under in like an hour. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes I'm more covered up than other times. Um, you know, we're we're in long sleeves and pants for a lot of this right. because um there's a lot of stunts and a lot of stuff in the water stunts. Yeah. So whether it's us or the stunt people, um, especially the stunt people for certain things, um, waterfall stuff, they need to be able to fit pads and hide pads under. And so really wasn't an option. It's pretty difficult too, or its own challenge because I was shooting something else. I was shooting uh, Fleischman is in trouble. And so we had to push this. um, Well, we had to, the river, so summer was approaching and the river, the various rivers we were using, but especially like the big waterfall, the water was um, um, draining for summer. It was getting lower and lower. So they had to shoot. So they shot, um, a month earlier before we got there the, some of the like biggest stunts without us mm. uh, but what we shot this in hungary and Buda and, and um bosnia and slovakia 
And what it required, this is the challenge, which, you know, okay, the challenge was with the language barrier and the time difference, just via email and stuff and low budget and last minute as it always is, trying to pick a look for your character on a stunt double and I'm picking tattoos, you know, uh, across on the other side of the world and an outfit and, and having to commit to a look, which is big for anyone, but for me in any part is such a big deal. And then particularly for this one, because I was playing a character I never played before and I have to feel comfortable like in how I look. And um, so Oddly enough, before we ever got there in some way, that was some of the biggest challenge, which is working with what we had um, from the other side of the world and like trying to figure out what we're going to look like before did, we got there. Did any of the tattoos have special meaning? Like, did you have your kids' ta names tattooed on you or anything? You know, I wish um, it was sort of a grab bag of like decals. They're like, you can pick <laughs> them. <these, you> know? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so I'm sure I assigned some, but uh, I don't remember now, quite honestly. And also, like I said, it's not like we got to design any. Right, right. So we've got to I talk. I tried not to repeat too much, you know, too right. many bugs or whatever. So we've just got to talk about what you do to your wife. Mm. What do I do I, to her? I know you're an actor. <laughs> what specifically? I know she's an actor. And I will, anything I do on this story spoilers ahead and warn people adam you stab your wife in the back okay that's a big spoiler i know um and then you really or we could okay let's just say you tried to kill your wife yeah yeah i tried to kill her for a fair amount of the movie um i yeah. know you're an actor i know she's yeah, an actor, yeah, yeah, but yeah. still you know <laughs> it, I wouldn't have picked this for us it came to me you know what I mean fully formed from a friend um mm -hmm. so both of us this isn't something I was like looking to do together that uh, to be so adversarial that right. said I mean we were just surfing together this morning to go have an adventure in the water and and be very physical together and something we've never done that very much is a great you know um uh, uh as a perk um this was a challenge to be sure to be that to 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 be that adversarial and yes the physical stuff but also just to like look into each other's eyes with that much malice you know especially <laughs> um um and i did i wouldn't have done it if i thought it's gonna it's gonna really have any serious repercussions and it wouldn't ultimately be a positive experience we wouldn't have done it you know but it was a concern it was a um and i did i i did you know I, I did worry about it a bit but it quickly wasn't a problem you know i think the truth of it is i think even when we're doing comedy together or whatever when the cameras are rolling your adrenaline's going you're in something you're not i'm not thinking about it's not that i'm even I'm in character, yes, but I'm also performing and there's just a energy with that that I'm not, you're just not thinking about anything else. And it, and um, and yeah, we didn't take our work home with us necessarily. That said, I think more than, more than the characters themselves, the physicality of it and the discomfort of it, not the emotion necessarily, some of the emotion, but also just the, 
rafting and running and mud and, you know, um, and then the schedule and we're bouncing from country to country. We had both our kids with us, but we're working in like every frame of the movie or every scene of the movie. Um, that took a toll that had its own stressors. Uh, um, I would say more than even, you know, even if you're playing, um, um, teammates or whatever, um, not, uh, 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 I think it would have had, it had its own stressors because of the workload. And then as far as, I mean, look, all to say too, at the end there, the scene you're talking about, I mean, there are moments where the funny thing is that scene in question, which is sort of a finale, um, we shot, we had to shoot, like we shot three different times because once we needed the water from one angle, and she was cold and she's on the ground and I felt bad. I felt bad a few times. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and, uh, and she's just in character and she has to be emotional and she's feeling it. And I, I'm, I did feel bad. And then we had to shoot. And then we shot it another time for close-ups where we didn't, we didn't, we weren't by the river anymore. And then I thought, because there's a line in question and I say it, but I didn't say it close to her. I said it like kind of higher. And I said to the, her and the director, I was like sat up in bed actually at night. I was like, I fucking should have said that in your face. Like, why didn't I? And I told the director, I'm like, we got to do it again. Like just, just that part. And so one more time, even closer, but she was game. And um, all to say, or, or all that said, by far the most fun thing of this movie for me, shooting experience. And I don't think she would agree, but is chasing her full speed through the forest. Like when 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 she gets a head start and has to run up a hill and I'm just like waiting behind the camera kind of like shadow boxing or getting ready for them to blow the whistle and I can take off like the T1000 after her. It's so fun. So fun. But you know you could do that, you know, just we on do your- that in our free time. Right. And we, and we do. You don't have to do it in a movie where you're I mean when you I'm laughing. Now I'm laughing. And I'm laughing at you stabbing her. It's funny. And what's funny to me too, <laughs> is like, and part of the reason I enjoyed, we love Taryn and we know Taryn well. Leighton did a show with him for uh, a few years. Yeah. And part of it too. And, you know, he's very much like a brother to her. And so he was perfect for this for so many reasons. And I just also love, not that anyone will notice or care. Like it's a very niche audience who watched Single Parents and this movie. But mm-hmm. to go from that sunny sitcom to this, which is a very bleak, it's a very bleak and gritty movie. Um, <laughs> I like, I like, I just, I just, I like that trivia. Are you at all method? Do you stay in character at all? No, no. Too, uh, it sounds fucking boring more than anything to me. It sounds mm-hmm. like ungodly boring, um, you know, um, but hats off to them, you know, hats off to people that don't watch their stuff, our method and can't leave it at home. You know, I mean, part of me is like, I don't wish I brought it home with me and was an asshole, but like, I don't know, is it lacking that I can, you know, turn it off so quickly, but I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm more comfortable this way. And it just, it just seems so profoundly uncomfortable and also boring. You know, it depends on the character, I guess, but, of course, yeah. um, but, um, but no, although, you know, which is not to say I don't do research and stuff and try and get into the headspace, you know, I, right. I read stuff. About evil. No, I read, I read, um, a couple books about prison, mm. just what that's like. And, 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 and talk to someone too. 
um, uh, just trying to kind of get a real feel for what this kind of prison would be like for X amount of years. And, and, and then also um, one that I had never read, but In Cold Blood, Truman Capote was a great book. And that kind of senseless violence and, and people that don't seem to seem to be lacking um, um, sort of character studies on, on people that are lacking much of a conscience. Um, yeah. The one thing, you know, that throws you off about him is when you find out that he went to prison to save his friend. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that, in my head, I was like, of course, yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, it gave, it gave him some, it goes back to the question earlier, it does give him some humanity. It gives him some empathy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, at that point, is there any empathy left? I don't know, but yeah, I mean, he's done one, you know, I'd say honorable or noble, but you could question the motives. Um, yeah. um so I, I never looked at it as too heroic. Did you get hurt at in all? In a way, almost like a dumb, almost juvenile in a way too. You could look at it as like, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, like, I don't know sort of yeah like some sort of juvenile code um, yeah. um i'm not saying it it necessarily was or it couldn't also be viewed in an honorable light but um you know there's also something like kind of gangster about it you mentioned you don't snitch you don't snitch you don't snitch you don't snitch but then you just kill everyone I mean, yeah. <laughs> great you're not a snitch but cold-blooded killer <laughs> um obviously like you said there were stunt people but there's a lot of stun it's a lot it's very physical did you get hurt at all i did um i actually um i had an old injury um from when i was 19 and i had a it, I'll, I'll, i won't bore you i'm gonna keep it real fast i had a torn labrum which like my left shoulder like would come out of socket like a couple times a year but briefly, and I don't have to put it back in, it just like goes back in and it hurts. And there was a few things I couldn't do, but in general, I could do most of what I wanted to do in my life. Um, and, um, but on this, I knew I had to be very protective because particularly wrestling, it like comes out, you know, jostling. So, and Taryn and I have a big fight and like the first day, you know, I'm trying to protect it. And the first day of, um, like not the first day, the second we're choreographing it and, and um, running it. And it just like, I landed on the floor and it came out really bad and it gets weaker. Every time it comes out, it gets looser and it came out really bad. And I was really concerned about like keeping it because there can be a point where it comes out and I need to go get surgery and the movie has to stop. You know, I, um, that happened to a couple of friends of mine, not with movies, but you know, it wasn't like a, a you know, elective surgery. Anyway, all to say I had surgery in November on it. Um, I got home and, and, and then scheduled the surgery and did it. And it was a nice impetus to get something, you know, I could have gotten any time in the last 20 years. <laughs> and, um, I like saying that like Taryn did it to me. That's fun. And then yeah. also, um, I just, I was like, I couldn't do this movie again. You know, I couldn't do a job like this again with my shoulder. Right. There's no way it would, I would, I would, you know, be able to get through it. So I feel much better having done it. 
We're gonna take a short break right now, but when we return, find out what it was like for Brody and Meester to shoot their very brutal and violent scenes together. Plus, Brody reveals a list of movies he auditioned for, including Guardians of the Galaxy and Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's Gilly. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm Mark Malkin. Here's more of Adam Brody. What was it like? See, you know, you said, you know, Layton's laying under you during that scene. She's cold. She's wet. Did you just want to go over? She's crying. Crying. (laughs) Real crying. Um, Did did you just want to go over there and be like, I'm sorry we agreed to do this? Or did she say that to you? Yeah, no, no. I said it to us, you know, like a hand on the shoulder, hugs between takes, you know, and, and trying to know when to, um, um, you know, comfort or just give space. Right. I mean, you know, and mostly comfort. She's not a person who, you know, needs a lot of space in that way. Um, um, so yeah, no, I, I, you know, and she had her own issues. She had hurt her neck, like mostly from traveling with across the world with our two kids and with like our son on her lap. It's like, you know, my friend described it and it's exactly this. It's like carry two bowling balls across the world. Um, and then, um, and then go right into without even adjusting to the time right into like stunt training on a river with rafts. And she was like incapacitated for a week. Um, her neck. So she was, when we started that, she was still kind of getting over that. And so she was kind of getting over, she was getting over this very debilitating injury. We ended up, you know, taking a few days, shooting around it, getting insurance days for the intact amount of the end. Um, But so she was dealing with that, which was a source of, I would say was the biggest source of um, discomfort, uh, uh, conflict, you know, (laughs) like, and, and, um, and everything emotion, you know, it wasn't the character. It wasn't the wet, you know, it wasn't the cold. It wasn't the hot heat. It was like her neck. <laughs> um, um, this, this sounded like so much fun to shoot. It, it, it was, <laughs> it, it was, I mean, it could have been, sure. I was expecting to be freezing. And if anything, I was hot. I'll take that. I prefer that. Uh-huh. Um, um, you know, I was like gearing myself up for, cause you're like, oh, I'm going to be wet the whole time. It's going to be, this is going to be the hardest thing we've ever done and the most uncomfortable we've ever been. And you're going to be freezing for, you know, five, six weeks. And by and large, we weren't, um, there was other discomfort, but so I had psyched myself up so much for it. The challenge, you know, the physical mm-hmm. challenge that actually even shoulder, notwithstanding all of it, like. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought, and it was more enjoyable, you know, it, it was enjoyable. I'm super happy we did it. And, you know, um, I would do it again. That's you have it. Some, you That's have it. Some, That's, if that means anything. You have something to show the kids one day. Yes. yes. I know. They've seen, she's, my daughter's seen the trailer. What? Yeah. I mean, she was there. She knows a lot. You know, I mean, I'm not going to show her. We're not going to show her the movie, but she can handle the trailer. <laughs> One day she's going to sneak onto that Netflix account. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you know, she, she gets it. 
Um, we, of course, have to talk about August being the 20th anniversary of the OC. 20 years. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. It's a good uh, number. I mean, it's like 10 is no big deal. 30, by that point, who cares? it's like still relevant but it's like a big number makes everyone feel old like mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you remember about walking into your audition for the oc i didn't remember this but i sort of do now um because i on a podcast patrick Bush, the casting director said it but apparently and this makes I'm, perfect I'm, sense. I'm friends with patrick i know patrick. Oh, okay okay great um, <laughs> that I, I auditioned for Ryan. I didn't want, they wanted me to read for Seth. And I said, no, thanks. I'll be this guy. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then he's like, great. Can you read for Seth? You know, Seth now. Um, I remember that. And then flash forward to testing. And I read Ben already had the part Mackenzie and I read with him and I liked him a lot. And the room felt real good. I mean, I felt like I had it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I felt real comfortable, you know, and and um, that's what I remember. Do you remember when the fame set in? Because, listen, I was, where was I, 20 years ago? I was probably at Us Weekly. So we're talking, you were like, Yossi was prime, prime subject. Do you remember when that fame set in? The first Perez Hilton jizz on my face. Um, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I. Uh, I think. I remember it was very quick. Like, like it. It. We were in the middle of shooting it, and we got picked up. Like in the middle of pilot. Like there was an applause on. So, like, by the way, we just got picked up for because we're gonna. They want us in summer, and I think it was when do you shoot pilots? Like spring. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we'll break for a month and we'll go, we'll come back and keep going. So already then, and then when it was coming out, like um, a few months later, I remember like people were at the beach and said they had banners, character banners flying on planes, you know, along the coast. That felt cool. And then we had this premiere party at the Viceroy in Santa Monica. And I just remember going, and that's it. And then I don't have a memory of like becoming famous per se. You know, I don't remember like my, I don't remember my first time being recognized or anything. Mm. Although you'd think, but I don't. It's been 20 years. Yeah. Time ago. I mean, it must've been a minute, a micro thing. And, you know, it might, obviously wasn't like one big moment. Do you remember since then an audition that you really, really wanted and you didn't get that role? That's a great question. Um, sure. Uh, yes, let me think. But there've been many. Um, I'm trying to think what I really, I mean, I can think of plenty of things I auditioned for. Um, I auditioned for, back then I had a lot of cool auditions. <laughs> right. Or, um, they didn't make it, but Stephen Daldry was going to make Cavalier and Clay. And I read for that. Not that I was like, I think I was probably in between the characters a little bit, but I read for one. And then I remember like a sort of pre-fame Channing Tatum we read together. Um, 
I remember reading for Elizabethtown with Cameron Crowe and just him. And I see like all everyone else's like studio passes, like Jake Gyllenhaal's name is there and Chris Evans. And I'm like, oh, everyone's reading for this. But you get like a one-on-one Cameron Crowe is like videoing you and coming in. And I remember I'm doing like trying to do, I mean, talk about like trying to remake or like a remake. It's not a remake, but it's a Cameron Crowe moment. And there's a moment in that movie and the cast he ended up with is hilarious but I would have been I was too young I didn't have the gravitas or anything for it but um the way he went is so funny to me for a movie about Kentucky but um but there's a moment I guess the guy's a hotshot shoe designer and um and he does this big you know makes a big the new Air Jordan it's a huge thing but then but then it like whistles or something. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a problem. And then he's like out of his job and it's just Jerry Maguire too, in many ways, you know? And, and he writes in this way. And funny enough, Ben who wrote River Wild writes in this way too, which is like a lot, a lot of personality, it's like a novel, a lot of personality in the description, the descriptions more so than the dialogue have Mm -hmm. personality and are doing a lot of the emoting and work. And it's, it's a fun read. But it also puts a lot of pressure on these moments that, you know, he's anyways, and he's Cameron crowed it up. And like, I don't know, I just remember having to look up and all of a sudden kids are wearing him and it's a hit and you're crying and you're, you know, and he's coming in on like this. And I'm like, it's supposed to be the, you know, the boombox thing. And you're in his office trying to give him, you know, I'm like 24, trying to give like the boombox moment to Cameron Crow. <laughs> you know what I mean? At all. Just like I'm impotent completely um and uh anyways that's just a random memory but um um you know let's just say i wanted it i also think i wanted geely i think i auditioned for geely and um the ben affleck but this was probably pre-oc and i remember liking that script and i remember wait who would you be in geely the like the Justin Bartha character. Got it. Okay. Um, and, and, um, he, uh, Oh, you know what I really wanted? I don't even think I read for it. Maybe I did. I really wanted dumb and dumber, uh, dumb and dumber, the dumb and dumber prequel in terms of remaking stuff. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I would love to just be Lloyd Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wanted that. These are older ones. Well, but, take me back to Gilly. Did you, did you audition with Ben and Jennifer? No, no. And I was, this is pre-OC, so like, but I, I, I probably auditioned with the director and I, um, I, uh, anyway, I just remember that kind of like in the script and I remember in the end he died in a way that I, it still stays with me. It's like, he's sitting on the beach, he's like bleeding out and the sand just kind of like comes up and up and up and buries him. And I don't know, it was a nice image that they did not use in the movie at all. But, um, anyway, um, what else? Shattered Glass. I wanted that. Thought Hayden Christensen was really good in that, really good for that. But um, an audition for that. Like these are all old, older ones. Where it was like, it was very exciting and intimidating to be auditioning for these studio movies all of a sudden. Right. Um, um, but uh, yeah, as of late, audition for stuff, but nothing like I wanted so bad, you know. Well, I was going to say, listen, you did Shazam. I imagine there was a point 
where it was like, let's do superhero movies. Let's get you into the superhero genre. No, I mean, if there was that point, that point was, I mean, I wanted to be in it in, in literally in the OC pilot season, there was a show called Jake 2.0 on UPN network. If you remember UPN, oh yeah, but it was good. I liked the pilot. It was essentially Chuck, the show Chuck later. It was like a regular nerdy guy who gets like some super intelligence in him and he's Jason Bourne or whatever. And, um, is you know action comedy wanted it auditioned for it didn't get it christopher gorham is the guy who got it and really really would have preferred that one that pilot season obviously my fortunes would have been very different had i gotten it but um so you know it's something that i've wanted to do forever and obviously like i don't think that's an actual conversation anyone has except maybe Matthew McConaughey is like, I think I want to pivot to superhero, but like other than like a mega star, it's like, yeah, no shit. You want to be in one, whether you like it or not, you know, maybe you have an affinity for it. Either way you need it, you know, um, um, if you want to have some juice. And so um, it's sort of a no brainer. And that's the one that came my way. I read for superhero movies. I read for not many uh, Green Lantern, Guardians of the Galaxy. I wanted that. I wanted that one. Which one are you up for in Guardians? The Chris Pratt part. I mean, he's better for it than me. He's, he's you know, he's bigger, stronger. <laughs> but, but I, but tonally, tonally, I really, I really dug it. Um, and um, yeah, Green Lantern, that, that was it. Was, you know, in a, in a Justice League one for a minute, an aborted one. Um, but yeah. Uh, the old Justice League movie. The old Justice League one. But um, yeah, it was a long time coming and, you know, I don't know. It was, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I would do more, but it wasn't, it was fun and it was a novelty and I would definitely do more. But at this point in my life and career and in this point in the saturation of them, yeah. it didn't feel like I've arrived. Oh, wow. This is a lifelong mm -hmm. dream fulfilled. You know, it was an interesting job to be sure. And then you get to work with someone like Claire Danes. She's uh, she's fantastic. What where, where were you the first time you watched my so-called life? Kind of nowhere, didn't really, didn't, wasn't into it. I mean, I, I sort of, was it on MTV or was it not? It wasn't. No, I feel like it was- ABC or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, never was familiar with it. But for me, it was Romeo and Juliet. Now there, I was somewhere. That I was in the theaters twice for. And then, you know, um, um, that was a huge movie in my life and looms large in my psyche still. Um, and she's the best. She's so nice, so talented, so smart, so mm -hmm. classy, so grounded. I, I could, I adore. I mean, just, you know, Homeland? Never saw it either, but I'm I, I I know her. I'm sure she's great. I'm sure it's great. I know I haven't seen a lot. There's a lot I haven't seen. So what are you watching? What are you binging? What did I just see? Uh, watching that Our Planet Two on Netflix with our with my kid and wife. Um, before that, what did what did we watch? I mean, I finished Succession. Love that. Or that. Severance, loved that. Um, I don't remember before. Oh, Jewish matchmaking. 
I'm trying to get into my, again, I, again, it's for work. <laughs> no, listen, I watched Jewish Matchmaker when it was in preview, and I think I may have had COVID when it first came up, like in preview. And I watched it and I got into it. Yeah, we were into it. I mean, my, my wife was not complaining, you know, like, <laughs> like I kind of want to do this thing for work. She's like, great. Yes. Um, so tell me about this rabbi you're going to play. What's this? What's this? Is it a movie or a TV show? Show on Netflix uh, with Kristen Bell about um, about uh, very free spirited um, Shiksa named uh, um, played by Kristen, and she falls in love with a rabbi, a very modern rabbi, and I don't know. And we'll see once the writer strikes over what uh, what transpires. So do you know Hebrew? No, I was bar mitzvah, but I don't know. I was about to that all I could do is Baruch Hashem Melakolam Asher Bachar Bano Mikal Israel. Yeah, that's about what I know too. And if you ask me what it means, I don't know. Oh, I have my grandparents had a Rabbi's God. I know that now. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm learning, and I do feel like got some nice books here. Got this one looks interesting. Um, what do you got? Got. The Jew, the Jews of summer. That's blurry. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, is it about uh, summer about camp? Ju about Jewish summer camp. Ah, uh, my nightmare. Like, like a nonfiction, you know, like a historical take on the Jewish summer camp, which I've also never been to. But um, you it know, was, it's, it's, I, I love my it. nightmare, Adam. My nightmare Jewish, was summer. Jewish summer camp. I grew up in New York, so the Catskill summer camp. Yeah, it was bad. I was a gay kid. I didn't want to do sports. And that's that's it came down to that. And that I mean, it was all I didn't go to a performing arts camp. It was I went my first one. I went with my friends. Didn't realize how sporty it was going to be. Um, and at summer camp, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but at summer camp, you have to like for the first two weeks, you're not allowed to have contact with your parents. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Then you adjusted. Adam, I kid you not, I was nine or ten. And I go to the director of the camp and I said, if I can't call my mother, I will slish, slash my wrists. I will. You will find me dead in bunk 10. That's a lot of chutzpah. That's a lot of chutzpah. Yes, of course. You know, and I called and I said, mom, all I want to do is arts and crafts and horseback riding. I'm not playing sports. And you should come home or? No. They were like, no, you're not coming home. The city's too hot. You got to enjoy it. Just go do arts and crafts. I'm like, fine. I'll make you another potholder. <laughs> <laughs> um, my daughter started uh, her first day of camp ever yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. We knew, we knew it was going to be an emotional afternoon and evening. Whatever happened, just big changes. And we've been for her or for you? <laughs> for her. Never, <laughs> for her. We're cool with it. We were like, enjoy. but. Um, and um, yeah, you know, she's, she wasn't having it yet. Hopefully today is better. Yeah. The, the, before summer camp, which is another whole Jew thing. I used to go to bungalow colonies. Do you know bungalow colonies? Basically dirty dancing. Wow. So you live in the city, but uh, you'd go up to these bungalow colonies for, um, for the summer. With your family? With your family. Yeah. And the moms would take care of the kids during the week. The dads would go back to the city, work, and come for the weekends. It's oh. very, um, what's the Reese Witherspoon movie? Man in the, Man in the Moon? Man yeah, in the moon. it's been a long time, but yes. Yeah, it's very much like that. 
Um, so we did that. Um, I'm from San Diego, so we just didn't have any, you know, we didn't have the weather and escaping to the other, you know, um, right. at surf camp, and that was it. Um, yeah. Um, New York Jews did not do surf camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although there is surfing out there. So I hear there is, but I remember like soccer. I was like, what's soccer? Yeah. So not a New York, at least from my day, it was not a New York. Yeah. yeah. Well, Adam, this is great. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And um, congrats on the movie. Thanks. Uh, that was Adam Brody. River Wild is now available on Netflix and on digital Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. Coming up next week, Red, White, and Royal Blue star Nicholas Galatine. Until then, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and now threads at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.